Mm. I hate sitting next to you. Why? <laughs> what? What if I just snuggled up with you? Oh, God. I just brought my microphone over. I extended this arm. I have a pop filter I found when I was cleaning my office. I'm like, I'm putting that on Kelly's microphone today. <laughs> Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly, and this is a Court of Theories podcast where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. Would you like to record this episode for not the first time, not the second time, but for the third time? Thrice. Thrice. I have asked you thrice to record this episode. And we have, unsuccessfully. (laughs) This is round three. After this, we're just going to take ourselves out back and offer ourselves. If this one doesn't work, the show's over. Forget about it. Thank you guys for listening. It was fun while it lasted, but we are just fucking done. Yep. And I probably, she probably killed me. Like, straight up off <sighs> me. Or myself. I don't know. Anyways. Both of us at the same time. If we go out, we go out together. Once again, just like the second attempt, <laughs> we are out of our element again. We're in Hutchison HQ with a different setup. We had to move away from our setup last time because the air freshener tried to kill Kelly. Yep. Yep. She had an allergic reaction for three days. <laughs> she just now has her voice back. <laughs> like I came home and I was like, hey, Casey, I just want you to know that I'm having an allergic reaction. And he said, great. <laughs> that was all he said. And I was like, OK. OK. Um, and so I couldn't take a Benadryl because then I wouldn't have woke up in time for swim practice. And it. my mom was has been picking me up all week to take me because not that I'm a child, but because we both coach and. <laughs> It's it's on the way. And she uh she was like, I would have had to bust down your door. She was like, I don't think I would have been okay if you had not answered, if it time like went on and Red would have just been like, My mommy's dead. Like <laughs> So yeah, so we're sitting at Christmas trying to do a white elephant, which was it was mm, mediocre at best, like subpar. Nobody loved your bacon? My brother in law loved my bacon. Oh he did. Um, did he get it? Yeah, he stole it. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it was Casey's actual brother. So not my sister-in-law's husband. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then he actually even broke them up because it was 15 pounds of bacon. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they have to drive. They have to drive seven hours with 15 pounds <laughs> of bacon <laughs> to go back home. Um, his wife was the one that opened it and she was not pleased. <laughs> She was like, bargain bacon? I was like, listen. Because in the blocks, that's what it is. <laughs> Bar- First off, there is no, quote, bargain bacon. I'm sorry. Have you seen how much fucking meat is in general? Makes me almost want to be a vegetarian until I eat that bacon. And then I'm like, nope, sticking it out. Well, I realized earlier that both soups I made for book club are vegetarian. And to be honest, they're actually vegan as well. <laughs> Wait, the tortilla soup doesn't have chicken in it? No. Oh, I mean, I'm cool with that. I don't give a shit, but. I mean. Also, like, happy book club day. <laughs> we, we could have. I mean, I just, it's too late now. Yeah. A little late. Usually like to top it off with chicken right at the start. You, I, 
I mean, I could probably throw some together and shred it. Nah, that's too much fucking trouble. We, we're we barely going to get this done. Yep. Okay. Anyways, um, so yeah, but he broke down the 15 pounds into smaller portions. Thus, then it was easier to travel home because those are solid five pound blocks each. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was actually upset that I wasn't offered any made, but whatever. You know what? Neither here nor there. And you gave the gift and you were upset that they didn't. Yeah. Take you back. So, okay. Okay. Let's hurry up. We don't have that much time. Let's talk about this shit. So, oh my um, God. Before we talk about our theories today, do you want to hear my little blurb about Appalachian Reddit? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not going to drag this out or anything, but I do want to tell you because it's open on my laptop and it's funny. So, the other night when I was texting you over and over and over, like, hey, I want to talk to you about stories. I have a story idea, blah, blah, blah. And you just ignored me until the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, As usual. Yeah. I was doing some research on reddit and i was on appalachia reddit of course and i saw this post asking people about to share their folk remedies share what you're comfortable with of folk remedies witchery charms and family superstitions which i love which okay i wanted to know those kinds of things for story reasons mm-hmm. so i'm like going through looking <laughs> looking at these and you know some of them are like you never sit anything physically on a family Bible. Never put your purse on the floor or you'll never have any money. Stuff like that. Um, blinds have to be shut when the sun goes down. That kind of like superstitious kind of stuff. So this person is like, my mom always used nutmeg and milk as a cure for diarrhea. <laughs> Someone else's nutmeg by itself will stop the diarrhea, but too much of it will cause hallucinations and feelings of dissociation. <laughs> And someone else replies, sounds like a win-win. <laughs> so you get to stop shitting yourself and go on a little trip. You know, if you a- need a vacation, have some nutmeg. <laughs> I, so just to think about that. So my grandma was really superstitious, like really like she was just a little bit stitious. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that so we could never open up um, umbrellas in, indoors yeah absolutely not so then i was terrified about what if it's raining well you have to stick the umbrella outside the door to open it yeah right right right. i mean which makes sense logistically but also you're like oh my god um you couldn't walk under ladders <laughs> and if a black cat crossed your path which i never told her about jacks so uh, she knows now from heaven above that I have a black cat at home. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then for her, $2 bills were unlucky. You couldn't touch them. And I'm sure that there's a plethora of others, but those are the ones that under the ladder one. Oh, you can't step over somebody's legs. I've never heard that. Yeah. It's supposedly bad luck and so then if you do it you have to step back over them if somebody's sitting on the couch and has their feet up on the coffee you table reverse the curse yes <laughs> <laughs> she's like no 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 you gotta go back gotta go back i'm like okay it's like spinning around the other way i know listen r.i.p she was a wonderful woman had some weird had some weird stitions though yeah don't sitting next to you is weird yeah i hate this do you want to move no okay. we just gotta get this done okay sorry hi hi for the third time. I am miserable. <laughs> okay, so there's this theory and I was looking into stuff about Jessica and then I saw a TikTok video from Creative LBD 
on TikTok. And she has actually her whole account is full of SJM theories, which was pretty interesting. Um, but she had one talking about connections between Tamlin and Jessica. And at first I was like, um, this feels like a stretch. But then as she was Both saying being assholes. it. Huh? Both being assholes. Yeah. Um, she was saying that like Jessica, of course, has the ability to tr- shift people into animals. Mm-hmm. And so does Tamlin. Right. And as far as we know, nobody else has the ability to shift someone else into something else. Right, right, right. I think all of Tamlin's were wolves. As far as we know? As far as we know. And Jessica does the whole gamut. This is hard. You're doing great. Bryce and Danica is the best love story SJM has ever written. Um, no. No, it's not. But But I definitely feel like that we are not on the same level with with the rest of the fandom on like their love for Danica. I don't love Danica. I don't love Danica. I mean, obviously she's very self-driven, but she didn't love Bryce in the same way. I feel like she, I'm not saying she didn't care for Bryce, but I feel like her way of loving Bryce was also very self-motivated. And And bullshit. I wouldn't do the things she did to Bryce to somebody that I love. So me? For one thing, there's no way in the world that Danica didn't realize tattooing that horn into Bryce's back first of all without consent I fucking hate non-consent that is bullshit in every realm right and it's not even consent non-consent trigger like it is you know in like a dark romance it's legit like hey we're gonna go get friend tattoos that was deception and like yes. one of the worst forms there yes. is no possible way that Danica did not see that as putting a t- literal target on Bryce's back right for one, we don't know it at the time. Or I guess we don't... I didn't put it together at the time about, like, her being starborn and that's why she could do that. Right. So it's like, Danica knows she's starborn. Yeah. Danica knows only the starborn can use the horn. Right. Danica knows that she's... Yeah, I mean... Because she can smell it. She can smell what she is. Does she think that putting that in there, they won't kill her because they'll need her to do open gates and stuff. It doesn't it doesn't matter you what she thought. You also just like set her up to be like a tool used in the war that is impending to come over. Without her consent. Exactly. You're doing she did a lot without her consent. So I yeah. just don't There was just way too much deception. And I think that's why we don't stand for that. And that's I just don't, I don't like Danica for that reason. Right. Right. I, you just cannot treat people that you I just don't get that. Because it's like Fury is very it fires much, me up. Well, Fury's very much like Okay, I'm going to disassociate and disconnect myself if I need to. She's pretty upfront about who she is and what she is and what she cares about and what her motives are. Even if other things are mysterious, you're like, Fury is clearly going to put whatever, whoever it is that she works for in those missions top tier. Where like Danica was like, oh no, I'm the loving friend and I love you and I, yeah, well, quote unquote, love you because she doesn't ever really say it, but like twice ever in their friendship deceptive but also manipulative because she knew how much Bryce loved her yes and exactly. she used that against her and I fucking hate I that. fucking hate it so much and she knew exactly what she was especially her being the bloodhound being able to sniff all of that out especially with her and Rune and so then to just like play dumb for that entire time because you know that's what she was doing was just playing mm-hmm. dumb and then she's like, oh you know what and then she had this masterful plan that f- directly affected Bryce 
that she didn't even fucking tell her about. If I found out something about you that was masterful. I mean, if Bryce hadn't been where she was and had access to that God Slayer rifle, Micah would have literally murdered her. Yes. Danica set her up for that. Yes. If Danica hadn't done that to, which obviously there would also wouldn't be a story. But if Danica hadn't done that to her, Bryce would have no involvement in any of this. She involved Bryce in something that she was completely clueless about. Right. Because of every angle is just what bad. she is and who she is. All of Bryce's friends fucking suck while we're just on the subject. Yeah, they really do. Like you said, Fury is going to put literally everything above her. Fury was placed there. Yes. Someone knows about Bryce. Yes. Fury was placed there. Which we'll talk about in the episode. For some theories quote, I have unquote, for that. Mission. Okay. Right. And then Juniper. I hate slapping her. Slapping Bryce in the fucking face at the White Raven while she's literally bleeding from her ears. Sends me. Kills me. I commented. I'm going to pull it up because it fires me up so bad. I commented. Like how stupid Juniper is. Yes. I commented on a Facebook post about that in an SJM like discussion group or whatever. Somebody being like, Bryce's friends kind of suck. And you're and like, facts. Like, yeah, they're actually terrible. Jennifer says, Crescent City has a couple of characters that make me go. And it's like the side eye emoji. But for whatever reason, Juniper is one of the biggest ones. I don't know why it bothers me but that she wasn't able to be there for Bryce like she should. But every time I reread it, it gets worse. I don't know. What say ye? So I was like, I commented and I said, Juniper is the worst. I cannot get over her first reaction to Bryce after the bombing was to slap her across the face. I can't imagine what it would take for me to hit one of my friends. And she agrees. Yes, the nerve. She's got blood leaking out of her ears. And your first reaction was to slap her the fuck. And it was her initial reaction to cover you. Not because it had anything to do with the fact that she hadn't done the drop. Like, And someone else replies to me. And I'm not going to say this person's name. But she's, I'm not even going to read a word for her. Essentially, she was just like, if I had that much of a chance of getting hurt and risked myself over my friend and then they slapped me, I probably wouldn't like it. But I would understand. And I'm like. I would never put my hands on somebody I love. So that's just absolutely a no from me. Right. And then she replied to him and she was like, the slap was not warranted, but I've had a couple friends slap me in the past and I was mad at the time, but now I understand it and I see it. And I'm like, actually, you've been abused twice. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I don't like, know how you've rationalized that to yourself, but it's not okay either way. No. And anyways. And the fact that you, first off. Bryce's friends fucking suck. Bryce's friends fucking suck. But also, clearly that person's friends fucking suck. I'm sorry. There is absolutely nothing that any, I mean, you know, I talk about, I could just slap the shit out of you or whatever, especially given, (laughs) but that's not. How many times do we threaten each other each episode, but to literally hit you with the intent of hurting you or something? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Never in my life. We got to go on or else we're going to move on. We got to move on. (laughs) <laughs> get better friends y'all I if mean, your friends are slapping you across the face get some better fucking friends right we're not playing like tennis you know where you're slapping hands and you it's know just, it's not it that's not it that's i don't even remember at. where i was going with this i'm so pissed off i uh, uh what tiktok oh yeah we got Here it we go. we're real tamlin we're talking Tam- about tamlin tamlin which also so yes yeah, so creative lbd is like Tamlin and Jessica can both shift people. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then this girl, Sarah, comments on her post. So Sarah says, it makes him being alone in the, the spring court feel especially sad if he was meant to be part of a group because people are like, oh, is Tamlin a wolf? Right. Because if you think about Tamlin's beast form, it's described as like very wolfish with mm-hmm. two 
large horns out of his head. And also, what do the pack of devils have tattooed on themselves? Exactly. Tamlin. A, a horned wolf. Tamlin. But yes. Tamlin, essentially. <laughs> oh, my God. They're, and tam- I had- they're tam stands. Tam stands. <gasps> they got the tam, tam stamps. Stramps. Stramps. <laughs> stamps. <laughs> They're tam stamps. That's, that's what I was trying to say. You got, they got it. They got their tam stamps. Yeah. Oh God! What if tam I'm... stamps? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. What if that was a lower back tattoo? That's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh my God! Can we have tam stamps? No, no, but no, not even if we were in a drunken stupor, would we? But you know, I mean, if you think about, I never made that connection until I read that comment, and I was like, okay, that that's a good one. No, that is a really good one because the prime maybe. Mm-hmm. One of them, one of the wolves talks about like how the wolves are not what they used to be. They've lost a lot of what they were, what they, whatever. So it's like drawing connections between the universes or the worlds or yeah. timelines or whatever it is. You know, well, we don't really I mean, know. They but are, like whenever Tamlin does change his centuries over, there are fucking massive wolves. What color eyes does Danica have? Do we care? No, we, we really, don't. But... <laughs> do we care? <laughs> no, absolutely. We do not. But that might be pertinent. Why do I, feel I, like... I sent you a message not that long ago of my a picture of my eyeball. <laughs> and I was like, I got those Tamlin <laughs> eyes. Because <laughs> I do. Stamp. I do. I've got. How is her? Or how are his described? Like green with gold or something? Yeah. I actually think that um, Sass on the gram, I think that she has like a full cosplay theory thing of. Was it Tamlin and Lysandra's eyes? And um, I don't know what color Danica's eyes are. Caramel in color, Caramel almost and golden. Color. Tamlins are definitely green and gold. yeah, because it's spring court with the golds and stuff. And it sends me a little bit because he almost has Terrison eyes, like. You know, like the greens and the golds, and yes, because people have linked him to Aiden and Lysandra. Yeah. Is that what you just said? Well, that Sass had a video like that. Okay. I didn't directly say that. <laughs> okay. So, you you know what? You nailed that conclusion. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You did a good job. Anyways. You, you did a good job. I have Tamlin's eyes. You do. And a Tam, tam Stamp. That's the name of this episode. Tam Stamps. <laughs> Oh, is that all you have for me, right? I don't remember where I was going with this at all. <laughs> Just the way, also us sitting next to each other. It's like really throwing me off. Do you, never mind. I already asked you and you said no, aggressively. No. And then I'm all like lean back. I'm going to throw my feet up on the table here in a minute. I can't even read these notes. I don't love tablet. I feel like Tamblin has so much trauma. I do feel like that. Descript literally thinks that we're a bunch of hillbillies. It's not wrong. I mean, but it doesn't have to be so offensive about it. Right? Also, sometimes when I am telling something, so I'll go through and cut out, you know, like the dead air. Do you know that sometimes sentences that I say, it does not register it as real words? (laughs) (laughs) It's, I'll be like, wait, where did the rest of this conversation go? And so then I'll restore the media. And it's nine times out of ten, me talking. And like, I'm background. Noise. It's like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like, wow, this has gone on for a really long time. That bitch just this garbles is... on. Like, she... <laughs> when Kelly talks, it's called white noise. 
<laughs> this is the episode title. Tam stamps and white trash noise. There you go. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Write that bitch down. Where's my notebook tra- go? Your dumpster chair. Oh, my poor dumpster chair. You know what? Your new chair misses your ass. <laughs> and my dumpster chair definitely has um, separation anxiety. I should have brought it. Would that not have been hilarious if I just pulled that fucking thing out? That Jameson would've. would have been like, what the fuck? Would Tam stamps be one word or two? <laughs> I think it's two. Right. Mm. Right, trash noise. <laughs> there you go. Why but are I'm we ch- so funny? <laughs> are Ew. You- <laughs> that one was scary. You have to delete that. You're like, d- delete. <laughs> Control, alt, delete. What? Tam, 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 tam. <laughs> Just lighten the mood for you. Talk about Jessica. Oh, you want to? Yeah, because she's mysterious. Cool. There's a Reddit. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna lean back and. Uh, there's a really cool Reddit thread about. Is there? On, Do you hear yourself right I now? You're like, there's a you. really you know cool what? Reddit thread. I well, try you to throw be- hands. You throw hands. <sighs> oh. Crack my knuckles into the back. <laughs> <laughs> Would that not have been like so good if you just had that that those in there connect? I don't think I can do it. I mean, they're, they're. I already did it earlier, so it's not picking up. It's no, fine. it's not picking up what you're throwing down, like you throw them hands down. Also, Warren was in here earlier. Oh God! Doing. He said, "Look, I'm doing a headstand, literally on my head," and like he didn't have his. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was just his head down in the cushion and then his back was against it and he's holding his arms straight up. Jesus. I'm doing a headstand. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Jessica. Okay. There's a Reddit thread in the Crescent City SJM community. Sure. Um, and it is by pretty underscore imagination 62. And they say... And they really missed out on that whole 69. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anyways, they say, "Give me your best Jessica theories. If she's someone we already met in the Massiverse, then who is she?" Um, Great question. Vane eighty eight is like, she's a Valk queen, like Maeve, but smarter. She doesn't feel the need to rule or have power. She's but simply content smarter. living in a world with air conditioning that is far removed from Orcas. She came up on Midgard and was discovered by Adis, who was blackmailing her to do his bidding with the apartment. Oh, agreement. <laughs> I'm so good at reading. <laughs> she loves air conditioning in her apartment. <laughs> Jesus. With her cat. Anus. We don't have time to edit this, guys. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, who's, I'm literally going to edit this during book club. Aiden like, is blackmailing her to do his bidding with the agreement that he won't tell Orcas how and where to find her. And then Rooney Walliz, Walls Waslib. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. R-O-O-N-I-L-W-A-Z-L-I-B-0. I still don't know how to say that. No. Anyways. I Not after the third time? You still don't know? Right. They say, <laughs> I weirdly want her to be more interesting than that. And I just think that's the best comment ever. I weirdly want her to... You know what? She is. It's like, I hear your theory and I hate it. But I don't want to flat out <laughs> say that I hate it. So I'm going to say, I hope she's more interesting Reddit than Reddit users supporting theory. Reddit users. So and funny. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but guess who else has commented on this Reddit thread? It's our girl. Our girl. 
Emmy Ego. We love I'm you. doing like spirit fingers you right are. now. I know you that are. you can't see me, but I've got the spirit fingers going for Emmy Ego. You've got the spirit. How about you? And Emily so generously has listed out things that we know about Jessica. And I love this because if I had to do it for y'all, I would forget something. If you had so to I'm do it, you wouldn't Emmys. have done it. I'm going to read Emmys and ignore my just own. Just like our summary notes. You know what, Kelly? <laughs> I got a lot on my plate. Okay. I I I'm laid out the best I, can. I laid out everything that was on my plate too, and you said, "Wow, you're really going through it." <laughs> I was trying to be supportive without dismissing your feelings. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell me what Emmy said. <laughs> As a physical book lover, we've all found ourselves in major need of a bookmark when we've been rudely interrupted while reading. Interruptions like your job your needy pets and family, or your spouse wanting to tell you all about a random thing that they've been doing, all while you're at a really good part. Don't they see that we're reading? And in those moments, we've all found ourselves having to grab for a receipt, a post-it note, a scrap of paper, or the absolute worst, dog-earing your page. Well, in those moments, Case Leatherworks has you covered. Their dog ear bookmark fits perfectly over the corner of your page, so you never lose your place. Their products are made with top grain American leather in a variety of colors, and you have the option to customize your bookmark with your initials. Along with their bookmarks, they offer a variety of home good products that's perfect for any reading nook. Support small business by visiting caseleatherworks.com, and our listeners will receive 10% off your first order by using code THEORIES at checkout. That's offer code theories at caseleatherworks.com. Emmy says she's the one character I truly can't figure out. Here's what I think is important about her. Right at the start of CC1, it's mentioned that she powers the Antiquities Gallery with an old-fashioned generator and not the grid of First Light that the rest of the city relies on. So she knows about the Asteri and how they siphon away First Light? Question mark. The Underking knows her by a different name. I'm obsessed with this one. I will not, cannot get this out of my head. About the Underking? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think about that a lot. Yeah, you do. You bring um, it up a lot. She defected to House of Flame and Shadow, which is essentially the House of Hell, basically. And the conversation between her and Ada sounds as if they're close. So she allies with the Princes of Hell. I agree with you, Emily. Sounds like she's pretty close. Emily could give you a platter of shit and we would agree with her. Probably. She would be like, this is delicious. And you'd be like, absolutely, because you're... I believe you. You're a genius. Canon. Um, she's said to be 400 years old, but she is clearly older than that, which makes me think she has been brought back using necromancy. Hypaxia also mentions that when you bring someone back to life, you may need to obtain a new body. So we may not know what she actually looks like. Bryce mentions that the house she's taken to in Prithian is decorated in the same manner as Jessica's gallery and the Autumn King study, which makes me think that she is from Prithian. She has been guarding the Parthos books, including the book that Feyre threw in the cauldron at the end of CC2. She turns people into animals, which is very Koshche-like. All right. So Emily says, so one theory I have is that she is Striga the Weaver. Mm-hmm. We, I think we've talked about yeah, that. Uh, yeah. And I stand I, with it. I do too. I love this theory. I stand with it. It makes so much sense. But Emily has it in a much more cohesive and understandable Oh, then our ramblings? Yes. Then our 1 a.m. ramblings? So I'm going to read this. Okay. So one theory I have is that she is the... That... Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. So one theory I have is that that she is... Striga, the weaver from Prithian. Mm-hmm. The name Jessica Roga is a different version of the name Baba Yaga, who was an infamous witch in Slavic folklore. 
one who was often known for her weaving. Striga also kept a house full of treasures and jewels and artifacts, which is kind of similar to Jessica's own gallery. No. Mm-hmm. Striga also died on the same day that Farah threw the Book of Breathings into the cauldron. And we know dead people travel through the cauldron and that's, as that's where Amran and Reese were. So if anyone would have access to that book, it would be her. Also, right before she died, she made a bargain with Resand. The resulting tattoo of this bargain was a crescent moon. Ooh. I want a tattoo of a crescent moon so bad. I, can we go get one? Yes. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. Jessica also gave Bryce the Arkesian amulet, a symbol of three overlapping circles. This is the exact same symbol that the bone carver drew in the sand mm-hmm. when he was talking about his siblings, Koshe and Striga. And most importantly, Striga also bled black blood, Volg. Jessica, as we know, allies with the Hope Ass and the Princes of Hell, all likely Volg or Volg adjacent. She is also said to have a Reaper's voice, which is very Volg like. Um, when does she- it change from when they describe her voice? Because wasn't there two different descriptions of her voice? Yes, because in the beginning it says, when we're first introduced to her, it says she doesn't sound like a Reaper. And then later on, it kind of likens her to think, a Reaper. Yeah, I was going to say, there's like certain situations where she i'm, I'm almost sure. thinking like, maybe the more comfortable that she gets with bryce the more like or threatening yeah the more like which a lot of times i feel like she is definitely threatening bryce right um but then emily ends this with saying and yes this means that there's some sort of timeline difference or time manipulation going on but that's really not surprising given how many times sjm has given us hints about this which i completely agree every time somebody climaxes <laughs> or <laughs> finds their mate or whatever like they fall through time and space and it's always every time someone gets their rocks off time stops baby they fall through time and space and time and space are always mentioned together that's just too good i can't oh i think how do we work that in the title of this <laughs> Uh, oh that sound that was uh, my back popping okay not did you fall through time and space whenever (laughs) because that's what it sounded like yep and then cassie underscore grenier g r e n i e r on reddit says okay but wait if jessica roga is another name for bobby yaga and sjm purposefully doesn't reuse names could she somehow be related to bobby Yellowlegs or the witches of tog somehow i feel like that's too much of a coincidence with the similar name thing facts um then cassie comes back everything we know so far or assume the timelines from the stories are all pretty much the same so everything is happening around the same time-ish because jessica has been in midgard for so long i'm assuming that she may have come over earlier if she was a witch with the 13 she'd still be pretty recently arrived in midgard she's described so similarly to manon too physically and the grumpy take no shit personality and the i don't care about you but i'm going to keep you safe and help you even though i'm going to act like i can't stand you vibes that which is, is very oh what were you gonna say i was like which is very manon vibes yeah like and me and you because you're a scorpio yeah um so is she she says it may be stretching it here but could manon's mother have survived her supposed murder by the matron and ended up in midgard instead uh, i don't know i don't believe that um i mean i don't hate it but i don't know i love it oh, yeah it's not my favorite sorry cassie <laughs> sorry cassie um, actually, I didn't mean to read that quote by Cassie. I meant to read another one, which is the one I'm going to read you right now. <laughs> this is going so well. 
We're so good at this. Um, so this other person is like, OP by another name for what do you mean? Like, it sounds like it or just like, could it be related? Whatever. So then Cassie comes back and says, I actually wasn't sure. So I just looked it up and found this interesting. In Central and Eastern Europe, these figures include the Bulgarian Gorska Mika, mother of the forest, also the name of a flower, Hungarian Fasuru Baba, which means iron nose midwife, Serbian Baba Charisma. This charismatic. One, this one is called G-V-O-Z-D-E-N-Z-U-B-A. Zvobindinzuba. Mm-hmm. That's iron teeth, which I thought that Sarah J. Mass made up the whole iron teeth thing. So which this is was, cool. It's cool. So this was exciting to me to see that it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Baba Roga is Bosnian, Croatian, uh, North Macedonia, and Serbian to scare children. Um... Like me? Yep. And then Slovenian, there's a Jaga Baba or Jezi Baba. J-E-Z-I-B-A-B-A. So. um, You're making it up. Yeah. There's no way it's that close. So there's a Jezi Baba and a Baba Roga. So hmm. there you go. And Jezi those are all other Baba names for Roga. people which Striga is based off of. More proof. More proof. Here we go. PBG Hikes comes back and says, and it says she's known to dwell in a hut deep in the forest. Mm -hmm. Also, Jezzy Baba phonetically sounds so much like Jezeba that I had to look deeper. And apparently she is a character in a Czech opera. Now I have to go read the whole plot synopsis. Update. It's the Little Mermaid. Jezzy Baba helps a water sprite become human so that she can be with the human prince she has fallen in love with. Jezzy Baba warns her that if she that if he doesn't love her back, she will be doomed. Also, Czech Ariel must give up her voice if the prince falls in love first they're supposed to get married but then he decides he likes another lady better and dumps her she laments to her fate to jesse baba who gives her a knife and tells her the only way she can avoid her doom is if she kills the prince she refuses and throws the knife into the lake then she gets turned into a will of the wisp which she's turning her into something else exactly it's all coming together it's all coming together then the dumb prince comes back. Because I just he was, love how she's like the dumb prince. I love that. She was rejected by the other lady and is feeling guilty. Finds Czech Ariel and begs to kiss her. She's like, uh, thanks to you, I'm a will-o'-wisp now and my smooches will kill you. Mm-hmm. He says it's a price he's willing to pay. They kiss and he she dies is. in her arms. He should. So she says the lake is giving very Koshche, right? Wikipedia on Koshche has this interesting nugget. Koshche can represent an initially benevolent but later malevolent father to a bride figure. The parallel female figure, Baba Yaga, as a rule, does not appear in the same tale with Koshche, though exceptions exist where both appear together as a married couple or as siblings. So here we are with the Koshche, Striga, Baba Yaga thing, sibling thing. Uh, Sometimes Baba Yaga as an old woman figure appears in tales along with Koshche as his mother or aunt. There we go. His what? aunt auntie oh his auntie mm-hmm. his aunt his aunt okay i was trying not to sound like a hillbilly but that's oh. fine it's okay scroll down scroll back down a little bit because there was one thing on one of the lists that emmy oh so because we don't really see a lot with necromancy too too much in crescent city not a whole lot even though hypaxia is it's not ever been a prominent plot Part. That little nugget has not really come to a head. But it is just really interesting because we have talked about wraiths and how Victoria, you know, was 
trapped, basically imprisoned in that body and had to age and all of that with Micah. So then we get clued in on wraiths. And so when Jezebel came back, I guess could witches also be wraiths or... Because that's what wraiths do. They rid old bodies and get new bodies whenever the old body has worn out. Aren't Nuala and Caridon wraiths? I think so. Mm. Also, how does that work? Is that body already dead? Somebody already dead? They murder somebody and then they nab it? How See, do they do I that? Don't, I don't know. It's very yeah, body what, snatchers. What happens to the person that was already in there? Right. And Because if the body's already dead, then what, what are you going to do? Like, reanimate it? Yeah, I know, right? Is uh. Is it somebody that, maybe in Crescent City World, somebody that made the drop that didn't make it back? So it's fresh and so fresh and so clean. So what is it? Just like, like I, don't, a, I don't know. Are you on a I'm donor list waiting if you're like a soul? Just I guess. waiting for a new body to show up? I guess. Like, hey, this one's getting. I imagine them as like a little, little like souls in like, and no, and like the jars that Ursula has. Oh my God. Yes. <gasps> Which is very Little Mermaid. I need to look that up. Did I just come up with something? Maybe. Ursula Souls Jars. Our unfortunate souls. Oh, not literal jars. Google. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ursula Jars. Yummy just... jars of poor unfortunate souls. It's like a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to Ursula, too. Well, you start talking about your other stuff. Oh, my God. Okay. So another person that we just really don't know a whole fucking lot about is none other than the shitty friend fury <laughs> i mean she getting awards okay so posted by none other than emiego fury axtar is suspicious and not in a good way <laughs> she's sus that bitch is sus she's sus as shit all right so emily um, I like how it is. I recently skimmed the two Crescent City books. So you skimmed like <laughs> 1,500 pages. I love her so much. I just casually scrolled through, focusing solely on Fury. So I wish you could like look into someone's mind. Oh, yeah. I wish I was I bet Edward was Cohen and I could read Emily's mind. Um, I wish that you know I... how many people I already don't like. I bet I would dislike literally everyone if I could hear their thoughts. Ew, yeah, no, you would hate me even more. <laughs> and I'm actually like not on the hate list, and you'd be like, can't. I mean that that surprises me because I feel like most of your thoughts come out of your mouth. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> Except for your butt looks really good in this. I seat. was just about to say your thoughts would be like the ones you're holding back are like, damn, her ass looks really good today. <laughs> I was literally going to say that. Listen, I've been sitting back here and I'm like, A, your posture looks great. B, it does? I feel like I'm such like a hunchback no, shrimp. Like, like, no, you've been, because you after you popped your back, <laughs> pop, fucking <laughs> drop it. Like, after you popped your back, because I've been leaned back in this couch, yeah. like, I was always like, damn, look at that booty booty rocking everywhere. Hey, uh, shit. Okay. Shit. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, no, you're right. They all do come out. Uh, so anyways, so Emmy, you know what? I just imagine the way that her brain is just speaking of thoughts like spongebob when he's looking for the krabby patty recipe all you the go drawers, inside of his like brain fire it's all the file cabinets all the spongebobs and yes and then it's on fire except i think only part of it is on fire because of the house of flame and shadow and then the rest of it is yeah you were supposed to laugh at that but anyways um <laughs> Not all of your jokes are good. Just so you know. <laughs> it did not land. It actually just fell 
fully flat. Okay. Anyways, um, Emmy Ego, because she's a bad bee, Fury Axtar is suspicious and not in a good way. So again, she skimmed through and that she's very wary of Fury, which Same. who isn't? <laughs> Fury was conveniently sent on a mission to CCU at the same time Bryce started there. Fury also instructed Jezeba to hire Bryce, which one, why would Jezeba listen to Fury? Yeah, who the fuck is this bitch? And two, it shows us that from day one, Fury has been meddling in Bryce's life for reasons still unknown. God, you meddling kids and your fucking dog too. Get out of there. On the day of Danica's death, Bryce explicitly asked Fury not to give her drugs that would make her hallucinate. Yet Fury did anyways, like a fucking bitch. Emily didn't say that. I added in. I interjected. Um, As a result, (laughs) Bryce was too incapacitated to see clearly what happened to Danica and to remember key events. Following this, the White Raven is bombed. Fury says very confidently that the human rebels were behind the bombing that the specifics are classified but then later micah admits that he actually orchestrated the attack so why would fury lie because she's a lying liar son that's why i hated that the first two times you said it i'm gonna keep saying it (laughs) i'm glad it's over now all right i won't i'll let you have a, a lull before i say it again Weirdly, Fury is also seen to push Bryce along, like off a cliff. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you think she would? If given the opportunity, probably. Just to push her off the cliff. What if she would have been inside of that helicopter at the end of Earth and Blood? Do you think she would have been like... It would have been like Emperor's New Groove, where it just gets chucked out, and he's like, sorry, as he's falling down. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. No. Okay. Well, great. That's a misreference. Sorry. You threw off the Emperor's Groove. God. As an example... When Hunt is taken by Sandriel, Fury goes to Bryce's house with the sole purpose of telling her this. Yet even Bryce questions Fury's motives and asks her why she would tell her this information, knowing full well she'd go after Hunt, as if Fury wanted Bryce to do that. Bitch. Fury is just like the Asdari who uses other people to do their bidding. She pushed her into that. She didn't make the decision. She didn't get involved in the messiness of it. She had Bryce do it. I'm a people pusher. I push people. Fury is Regina George. What's, what was her name in that movie? Regina George. No, the teacher. She's a drug pusher. She pushes people. Oh, it was Tina Fey. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out what they wrote in the book. Um, which part? That, that's you're you're confusing the line. You're mixing the people pusher thing with she's a life ruiner. She ruins people's oh, lives. Oh yeah. Which I was also like, Fury that's not hitting right. Also Fury. Yeah. Actually, Fury falls under think of any mean girls quote, and that's probably Fury. I love oh, it. We need okay. Fury is invited to the Pangerian Summit, but no one knows why. And is seemingly friends with many high ranking people, including the Asteri. She's probably sleeping with all of them. Also, weirdly <laughs> <laughs> What? They can't get off of their if they can't get light off toilets. So, oh. like <laughs> their light toilet. That's I just imagine it like that. Like it just shoots up their asshole (laughs) that's what i imagine i mean she describes it as like they're like sitting on thrones with light coming in underneath it how else are you supposed to imagine it (laughs) they're sitting on a throne of lies it's like Uh, an electric bidet you you said reverse bidet and the other it's it's like an electric one yeah electric touch if you will yeah that's the first light going up that was also a taylor swift reference so (laughs) it's a vault track electric touch but imagine 
imagine SJM's obvious. I mean, she told us she was a Swifty. So that's anyways, she knew about the vault track before the vault track knew about her. Eh? Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Um, also, weirdly, the Viper Queen obeys Fury's orders because we know I love the Viper Queen. I don't love love her, but she's intriguing. Fury is able to give Bryce a map of the Asteri Palace. How? <laughs> Sorry, Emily. Emily was, how does she know this information? Kelly is, how? <laughs> <laughs> and most suspiciously of all, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't. Suspicious. At the end of CC1, Fury is in her helicopter and uses the communication system in an attempt to send out an order to the Asteri's personal army. Who else could command the Asteri's army than the Asteri themselves? Fury's name literally means angry star. I just think angry birds. Combined, <laughs> combined with all the above points, could Fury be one of the five other Asteri? Huh? Huh? Maybe. Because when you think about it, people can detect that Fury possesses power, but nothing about her appearance gives away anything. She actually appears human, but isn't the same for Regalius, who appears as a 17-year-old boy? Just, just so weird to me. Yeah. I don't like sitting next to you. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't look you in the eyes. When <laughs> also, I just feel like that you're constantly side-eyeing me. I am. Jesus Christ. Okay. We are also told that Danica, quote, scented whatever Fury is and, quote, confronted her. But for Danica to confront Fury, doesn't that suggest that something about her power is bad? Similarly, why would SJM hide Fury's powers? The power of every single other character is revealed. Kind of like fucking last names in Akatar. Where are they at? We don't have Cassians either. We don't have, have Asriels either. Anyways, that better be revealed real soon. Asriel Axtar. <laughs> What a name. Even those who... I mean, she named a character... Moonbeam. No. Oh. <laughs> Lorkin Locket. Lord Lock... <laughs> Lorkin Locket. <laughs> Lord Lorkin Locken. So... No, you're right. Oh. The first time I was reading Throne of Glass and I got to Baba Yellowlegs, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then now you see the lore of it and you're like, oh. Yeah. Anyways, did you imagine that she had like... <laughs> jaundiced yes <laughs> Me too. honestly yes and i thought this woman definitely has like scabs she's yes. definitely gross yes they're real skinny like yeah. rod thin knobby yes 100 percent, very scurvy-ish like- <laughs> i tell warren all the time i'm like you have got to eat a vegetable you're gonna get rickets <laughs> he's that's not real i'm like yes yes it, it is. is yes it is okay um Oh, okay, even those with more ominous powers, such as Hypaxia being a necromancer, as such, there has been a there has to be a big reveal tied to Fury's true identity. However, the only thing that gives me pause is that Fury still cl- clearly cares for Bryce, and she ev- evidently loves Juniper, unless that's just a front. Could she be an Asteri rebelling against her own people, or alternately, could she be affiliated with Hell, a princess of Hell, maybe? This is someone I like. So many options, but CC3, but until CC3 is released, she says, I remain skeptical. To follow that up, I have another Fury theory. Who, what is Fury Axtar? It's a nice follow up, also by Emmy Ago. Yep. This podcast is sponsored by Emmy Ago. <laughs> we would have run out of content. <laughs> weeks ago <laughs> if it wasn't for emily jump-starting all of our brains oh, and our hearts God. yes and our minds oh, my soul okay 
Fury Axtar, Princess and Valkyrie of Hell. Yep. Yep. This is the one I love. Yep. Fury Axtar is one of the most mysterious characters this in the like Crescent the third City world. I'm hearing it now. <laughs> and you still love it. All I the same. Yes. Well, this is the first time that they're hearing it. And you know what? They're going to love it. Because we are the same. good at our job. We're so good. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Fury Axtar is one of the most mysterious characters in the Crescent City world. We don't know her age, her species, her power, or her house. If she even has one. She's definitely a Slytherin. Um, this all <laughs> Cross. That's the crossover that we need. I know you're being a hater right now and like shitting on Slytherin, but you know what? No, I was 50% Gryffindor, 50% Slytherin, and I got to pick. And of course, I was like, Gryffindor! But really, now I'm like, mm, that was like five or six years ago whenever I really did that. And I'm like, mm, maybe, I sh- maybe I was wrong. You just want to be like me. Be a Gryffindor? I'm a Slytherin. Oh. I don't know what any of this shit means, but that's what I know. Oh. I mean, you're Draco Malfoy. I know you don't know what that means. Anyways. Isn't he the one in that new book that everybody's obsessed with? What new book? Manacled or something like that. Oh, yeah, which is very good, by the way. I mean, I'll get I mean, there it's fanfic, but anyways. Uh, we have to read Harry Potter first. I know. I want to read it with my child. I want to experience that with him. I've never read it. When I do read it, I want to do it together. Okay. I mean, he, he says he's not ready. <laughs> we talk about it a lot. <laughs> with, the, with the Barnes & Noble sale recently yeah i was like should we get it and start it and he's like, i don't think i'm ready <laughs> and then i picked up like the illustrated version and opened it and there was like a freaky picture he's like oh i'm scared i don't want to read that i'm like oh, f-. man and jim k really nailed it with those illustrations too I anyways know. anyway it's all right he'll be ready he'll be ready and when he's ready i will be there too i'll be creeping in behind my, my dink self just looking Did you okay see these? Fury Axtar is one of the most mysterious characters in the Crescent City world. We don't know her age, her species, her power, or her house. Oh, I already read this. This already sets off alarm bells and tells us that she is likely something we haven't encountered before. What's more is that Fury seems to have significant overarching powers. She has allies in both the Asteri Senate and then higher up in the rebel cause. So no real uh, allegiance to either side. She has a license to kill in a whole variety of different countries, and everyone fears her. We also see Fury attend the Valbaran Summit, an event for the country's most powerful and influential leaders, and yet Fury also attends alone. It's very strange. (laughs) And she sits in the third circle, and they attest that as like the third circle of hell, because that's how they describe it. Who's the third prince of hell? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. What level is Thanatos? Fourth. Damn. Okay. Um, some assume that Fury and Amran must be connected. And while that could be true, it's important to note that Amran purpose, purposely modeled her appearance off the people from Zion in the Akatar world. Thus, that's not actually Amran's true form. Instead, I think the biggest clue is to what Fury is lies in her name. The Furies. Emily believes that the Furies is just as the name suggests. She is one of the Furies. In Greek mythology, the Furies were essentially the female assassins of hell. Hmm, Sounds pretty similar. They lived in the underworld, but would ascend to Earth to kill those who had committed sins. Oh, we'd all be fucking screwed. Evidently, this aligns perfectly with what we know about our own Fury, who is also an assassin, as she regularly undertakes mysterious missions to kill certain people off all around the world. Under whose command? We still don't know. Although from different mythologies, the Furies and the Valkyries are very similar. And for the sake of comparison, I think this is exactly what Fury is. She is a member of Hell's Valkyries, a warrior woman of Hell. 
Most importantly, the Furies were winged creatures, although various strains of mythology describe the Furies in various ways. With some even noting that they have bat wings. An overarching theme is that the Furies are, quote, bird-like. It's then, perhaps, that there is no coincidence that SJM's now-deleted Pinterest board, but not Liv's. Liv's got that Pinterest board. I'm just going to give in. I love Pinterest. Okay. (laughs) There it is. That's all. That's all we've been waiting for you to admit. Liv's love for Pinterest, and then now, I mean, SJM gave up on it. She was like, these people are insane. Various images of a half-bird woman were specifically tagged as inspiration for Fury's character. And as a cherry on top, the Furies were known for wearing all black clothing. Just like Fury. Literally, that bitch wears like leather pants and combat boots mm-hmm. in the middle of the summer. How's Bryce, she, uh, Bryce how's she like, regulating that temperature? Yeah. I'd be dead. Maybe she is dead. <gasps> Maybe she's a wraith. Do they not feel in the body that they're in? I don't know. I don't she's, know. she's more than a wraith. No, I mean, I'm talking no, about how she's a wraiths. Fury. Yeah, I know. She's an angry star. Patrick. <laughs> I was thinking like one star review, like, <laughs> but also angry Patrick star. Oh, Thunderbird? Question mark. The hmm. only problem I have with that is that if that is true, what? Why would the Asteri not just kill her? That like the only problem I have with any of the theories about Fury as to what I Let's love. Know. I love the Princess of Hell thing. But I'm also like, is she like the combination of a princess of hell and an Asteri or something? What would be the purpose of the Asteri letting her live if she is so feared and so, like, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I don't know. But you want to hear how she could possibly be a Thunderbird? Yes. Okay. Given the above bird-like description, it makes Emily think, are the Thunderbirds the same SGM has given for the Furies? We know that the Thunderbirds were seen as a great threat to the Asiri, which suggests that they could be affiliated with Hell. We also know that Sophie could shift into her Thunderbird form, but otherwise looked human, hence why she remained undetected. And that sounds an awful lot like Fury. And when you really think about it, we have only ever heard of female Thunderbirds, Sophie and Sophie's grandmother. Further, it was stated in Sky and Breath that there seems to be a connection between the Thunderbirds and the Dust Court. Given that Fury's last name, Axtar, means star, are the Thunderbirds the protectors of the Starborn? Ooh, I love that. Because that's a very Bryson Hunt, too. Uh I love Bryson Hunt. And maybe that's, like, why whenever Fury was was being a huge bitch (laughs) about... said Furry. Furry. (laughs) Why Furry was being a huge bitch and was like, hey, so, like, they, like, got Hunt. So do we have, like, 32 days until... Flame and Shadow. Tomorrow's the 30th. Uh, uh, doing a dance, but you can't see it. Yeah, I can. <laughs> and your butt still looks great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, just as Apollyon and Adis also appear to be protecting the Starborn, Hunt has similar powers too and is referred to as Bryce's quote, Knight. Yes. Yes. And then we go to Hell, capital H, one L. Whatever the exact name or classification, I am sure that Fury reports to Hell. 
Not only for the reasons above, but for the myriad of clues throughout the text. In Earth and Blood, we witness the Viper Queen obey Fury's orders, something that evidently shocked Bryce. In Sky and Breath, it's noted that the Viper Queen's blood is darker than normal, which has led many to believe that she is Vogue. I also think that the Princes of Hell are Vogue, and that Hell is the Vogue homeworld. Emily says, I don't have space to explain here, but that she has a separate theory about this in a subreddit. Emily's like, I don't have the capacity to explain to you morons. Right. The complex like, thoughts that I have. I've already done it once and I'm not doing <laughs> it again. I love her so much. Thus, the Viper Queen, who is likely Vogue and connected to hell, obeying Fury indicates that Fury is also connected to hell. God, I really feel like I said hell like <laughs> a lot. Fury was sent on a mission to Crescent City University and then coincidentally became friends with Bryce and Danica. Fury practically forced Jessica to hire Bryce as her assistant. And in the final Earth and Blood chapters, Fury walks up to Bryce's apartment and informs her that Hunt has been given to Sandriel, knowing full well that this would spur Bryce on to act fast. Something Bryce even notes as suspicious. And she questions, if you're so concerned that I'll do something stupid, why tell me at all? Thus, I think Fury has been tasked to watch over and protect Bryce and to push her in certain directions under the directions of someone from hell, likely Apollyon. This quote, Fury Axtar emerged from the shadows beyond the crates of synth. Bryce didn't question how Fury arrived without even Micah noticing or how she knew to come. Fury was liquid night. She made herself famous for knowing the world's secrets. Fury weirdly disappears after Danica's death and wouldn't answer Bryce's calls for two whole years, which is so shitty. Fury gives an excuse that she was sad and busy with work. But something makes me think she was in hell or was traveling backwards and forwards between the two. As I can't imagine, there'd be great cell phone reception in the pits of the underworld. Emily, you're funny. Princess of Hell. I'm not sure that Fury is just one of Hell's warriors. I think there's more to her story. Recall that in Akawar, we have this quote. Lord Thanatos is having difficulties with his daughter again knowing that these worlds are connected i doubt that this is just a fun coincidence instead it suggests that thanatos the fourth prince of hell has a presence in the akatar world and also has a daughter something that sjm wouldn't mention for no reason except it's all filler it's all filler all of it when we meet thanatos in sky and breath he is described as having black hair and dark eyes a contrast to the other princes of hell and Volg princes that we have met before who almost always opt for blonde hair. But this is just like Fury's own coloring. Thanatos is also seen to be wearing head-to-toe black armor, which evidently reminds me of Fury's own clothing. Thus, believe that Fury is Thanatos's daughter, which, fun fact, works well with the mythology of the Furies as they were oftentimes said to be the daughters of Thanatos. So, depending on how royal titles in Hell works, this presumably makes Fury a princess of Hell. Ta-da! This one comment that I really liked, um, and this is Mama Dramas. It says, I also just noticed the similarities between the mercenary in the beginning of Thorns and Roses and Fury. Someone said they thought maybe the Merc was Reese's sister or Cassian's mom, and now I'm wondering if Fury is. Plus, the fun little note um, I took of the name of the creature that bit the mercenary, a Martax. It's almost an anagram of Axtar. Which we have definitely been curious about who the fuck that that mercenary knows more. And that character just came and went too fast. 
Almost like the deaths of the Bone I mean, Carver and Striga, where it's like. It's not even that she like came and went fast that makes me recall and think about it. It's the way that she like, gives Feyre more money than Feyre thinks she deserves for that pelt or whatever. And she's like, someone else helped me. So that's yeah. what kind of sticks out in my brain. Oh, yeah. Who was that? Right. What'd you do? What'd you need? Because mercenaries, they just want to make as much money as they can. So what's the deal? Right. And so if Fury really does care for like Juniper, R.I.P. Juniper in the future, or Bryce, it's such an obscure way of showing that you that you just care where it's just kind of like, oh, I'm going to do something subtle, pay you more for a wolf pelt. But also, if Fury, Fury knew that that wolf pelt was a fae, was like a fae sentry. Or Fury knows that. Bryce is going to need Feyre someday, so she has to hurry up and go. <laughs> right? Go she's say Feyre. She's like, hey, Daddy, I'm really fucking <laughs> mad at you, so I'm going to go beep boop, like, over to Prithian. I'll be back to hell in a minute. Yeah. Two nah. years pass? That's too much. Two years pass? How much do you think we're going to get in Flame and Shadow? Not enough. I know that, but oh, like. I mean, the, we've been told that it's the conclusion of Bryce and Hunt. If, if however Hunt that Apple concludes. dies. However, that concludes. I send it back. Is is Crescent City considered romanticy? Is that what genre it actually is considered? Because I ask this only for the sake of of finding out. Because Raven Kennedy, so like her Plated Prisoner series, you know that I love. So I'm not through gold yet. But she had to extend it to a sixth book from the fifth book. And people are like, um, hi, question. Uh, is this going to be a happily ever after? And Raven's like, well, the book is considered a romanticy book. And romanticy always ends in an HEA. I don't know if that's like definitive. But Sarah has said that she loves an HEA. So that gives me hope. But I think for it to be classified as a romanticy, it I think it, that's what Raven Kennedy said. For it to be classified as instead of just like, otherwise, it would these, just be fantasy. I feel like these genres are kind of bullshit, anyways. Well, I mean, I don't think it has to be the ending. I feel like as long as it's got like a prominent love story, they can say it's a romanticy, which is fucking made up in the last couple of years, anyways. Is it? Yes. You know why it is? Because women have become really big, big time fantasy readers now. And men don't like that they're not topping the fantasy charts anymore. So they're like, you know what? Let's make a separate list and push these women over here and give them a, like a douchey name, like romanticy, so it doesn't sound real. And we'll make a fantasy and it can't include a love interest. So now they've moved, pushed women out of the categories because God forbid a woman beat a man at literally fucking anything. But you know what? No, you're right. I could go on about this, but I'm not going to because we have book club soon and I want to be in a good mood. But in order to do that, I need to smash the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. Um, but anyways, um, did you have anything? No, we got to stop. Jesus Christ. Are Thanks we- for listening. Thank you so much for listening check out our bonus episodes of Crescent City because now we are moving into House of Sky and Breath chapter recaps and that is not right after this episode today because this one's already late however those will pick back up next week 
we do have one out for the last part of Earth and Blood that Liv took one for the team and you're gonna love it re-recorded the whole thing she loved every second of it just for you really I think that I might just take over the podcast from now on I know that you tried to kill me so you could push me out (laughs) (laughs) I already know it's all coming together folks (laughs) um Follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Accord of Theories. You can follow us on our personal pages, slide right into our DMs, or email us your theories at accordoftheories at gmail.com. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Okay, love you, bye. Love you, bye. We did it. <laughs>